0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the New Mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters, the Temptress Witch, Miss Ivy, the Senior Official Ref Amy Veronica, OG Will Denardo, and the executive Mr. Nellio Cuomo Costa. Talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio.
1: especially
0: Where the rest is
2: I don't know, that's a good Holy point. smokes.
0: Is this Crowbar? Oh wow. Crowbar! Man! He's talking about hardcore legs? Absolutely, he's making his AEW debut! All right, my friends, we are here on Rewind Wrestling Radio, and uh, we are expecting our guest, Crowbar. Any second here, here he comes. So, Crowbar, we just watched your, your entrance at AEW, brother. Man, it's so good to see you again, man. We had you on a couple months ago, and it's a, it's a pleasure to have you back, brother. Thank you so much for joining us today,
1: man. So good to see you guys again, man. This is cool. <laughs>
0: uh it's so good it's so good man we are we all marked out for you uh <laughs> being on elevation this uh this past week right here in philly and uh which i know is 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 not too far down the road for you um you know being being an the- hour and a
1: half it was great yeah yeah it was nice it must have been- close
0: i was gonna say you, you got to go home the same night and everything brother <laughs> <laughs> you know um so so first of all um you know how how did you get the how did you get the call, brother? We have to know the the fans want to know uh, all about this AEW thing. When we when we plugged you from on last week's show that we were going to have you this week, the messages that I got um, in my individual DMs were like, "Yo, are you going to talk about the AEW thing?" Like, no, I'm not going to talk about the <laughs> AEW thing.
1: I'm just going to ignore it completely,
0: guys. Yeah, we're here to talk about it. So so how did this come about, brother?
1: So this journey started as. We spoke last time when I was on here. This all started during COVID. Admittedly, the biggest wrestling fan on the planet. I love performing. Not a fashionable thing to say. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) I love it. I love this shit. COVID comes along. I start doing the promos. Uh, I do one. Cody reacts to it, gets a bunch of views, and that encourages me to do more and more. So, uh, you know, I I get to set up. I kind of fine-tune it, and... These promos became an outlet for me during COVID. My wrestling was taken away. There were a few independent shows here and there, Uh, but I work in healthcare, so and and I live in New Jersey. So if you went somewhere, you had to quarantine for two weeks. It just wasn't. I just couldn't wrestle. uh, You know, with all all the restrictions and stuff like that. So this was my outlet. So around April or May, May maybe it was. uh, I. I sent some videos down and I didn't hear nothing about it. And then, uh, I was on vacation in July. Uh, and I had gotten a, a text from QT saying, Hey, uh, you know, we're going to do something with you when we're up around your area. And, uh, you know, that happened the end of July or so, which made my vacation. I was real excited. And then, uh, i not hear anything for a while. And, um, and so, you know, Love wrestling, love this business, but have often been disappointed by it. So I, and maybe it's not going to go on. You know, they go to Prudential, nothing happens. They go to Arthur Ashe, nothing happens. Then I find out that it's going to be the following week. Joey reaches out, says Q, QT is going to be contacting me, yada, yada, yada. And so uh, uh, I'm preparing the entire time. I've been preparing throughout covid you know uh, although i'm not in the ring i tried to get myself in really good cardiovascular and just good physical shape uh to prepare for this so uh you know like i said in 2021 my first match out of the gate was a super eight that uh i got a call for 330 the day of and uh i did a gcw show the following month and i was just doing Little shows here and there, just to kind of prepare, so I get that call uh I'm ready to go uh i I have half a tan left from summertime, so I go and enhance that tan a bit uh and uh that's how how it happened. they reached out back to me uh initially in July, the end of July you know i you know you see the the couple trolls online. Tony Khan brought in crowbar to capitalize off daphne this happened in july and it just mm-hmm. came through a fruition now uh and so it's 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 amazing like you said twitter's cool it's a lot of fun but you see you you see some wacky disgusting people on there too <laughs> but uh yeah. that's how it came to be
0: oh man that's that's awesome which is it's kind of funny because you you and I were both vacationing in the same area at the same, yes. at the same time. We didn't get to get together. <laughs> but you and I, I'm sending you pictures from, you know, from Disney, <laughs> like of the Star Wars Disney, stuff. Disney, yeah. Know? You know? Yes. And, uh, and that's cool, man. So that's that's real cool. I'm glad that that, uh, that enhanced your vacation experience, brother.
1: <laughs> big time. Big, big, oh, man. big time, yeah. How, big, how- It also kept me on, also, and usually when I go on vacation, I'm more liberal with the eating and the diet. I'm like, ah, oh, now at i'm on vacation and it gave me the motivation (laughs) that i needed to to have have some fun diet wise but not go too too crazy so it really kept me in line and it kept me working Mm -hmm. out every single day twice a day you know when you're away on vacation you really don't want to work out you just want to go and have fun but that really kept me strict so it was a great motivator
0: that's awesome man that's awesome and uh so so how how far out did you know that you were working with meanie too
1: uh, I found that out the Saturday before. That's awesome. So that was at the lesson. And I I love Brian. I love the meanie. Uh, we've known each other for so many years. N- never really worked or crossed paths, really, in wrestling at all. And if, you know, Brian's such a great, such a nice sweetheart of a guy. Uh, I always love talking with him, joking around with him. Real down earth guy. Whether we're talking about wrestling or stuff outside of wrestling, so the fact that we both got to do this together was just really awesome. It it, it meant a lot. It was sentimental for the both of us. It was cool, and it just all kinds of good.
0: Awesome, absolutely cool. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to myself in a few minutes here, but I want to get let, let my uh, co hosts get in some get in some uh, questions here. So I'm gonna go to the, uh, the senior official first year, We'll go ladies first tonight. So, uh, so Ref well, Amy,
1: okay, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> hi, Ref Amy.
0: <laughs> hey, how are you?
1: Good yourself. Ah, living the dream, living the dream. So, um, <laughs> my question is, um, how is backstage like? Because I know for someone who's relatively new to the business, sometimes meeting someone who's a veteran can be very intimidating, and sometimes that tippiness comes off as standoffish but did you experience that at all with the young guys uh, at AEW? i'll let's say it's 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 a weird story and i actually did an interview last night and i like i discussed this as well i i grew up i was a heavy kid didn't have a lot of friends and you'll mm-hmm. see it sometimes when i speak I, I had the worst speech impediment going i couldn't get out a sentence it would take forever when i was in grade school and they would go up and down the rows. And ask the kids to read, I would panic. So I, I was always an introverted person, socially awkward person. Uh, ADD, but back then they didn't diagnose ADD. You were just weird. So I, I was always a weird kid. Uh, so fast forwarding, I got involved in pro wrestling. And it was always a struggle to try to be polite and to introduce myself to people that I didn't know. But I forced myself to because it was... The etiquette, and I, I found a way to do it, but I was all, always socially awkward about it. I always wanted to crawl out of my skin in that, in, the, in that situation. If someone came up to me first and was friendly and initiated conversation, like many people did, those were the people that I gravitated towards, and I usually became good friends with guys that were more standoffish, the veterans that were more about marking their territory and kind of making the new guys feel insecure. I really didn 't get to know them that well until it got down the line and I did a little WCW work. I did a some WWE work, and then I was kind of accepted as more as you know a they're equal in the, the locker room. so mm-hmm. I had always normally been an extremely socially awkward person in and out of wrestling mm-hmm. uh, as I got older and I you know and I 'm not being snarky uh, as I got older and became more successful in wrestling and in life doing the physical therapy and having a business and you know Mm -hmm. and all that you gain some confidence but still i'm always more on a socially awkward side uh until i kind of am in an environment for a while and i kind of meet some people stuff so i'm going in as a 30-year veteran and i always hate going into a new locker room it's just my nature i want to crawl out out of my skin and it's 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 a weird thing for me, not because it, it just is. And mm-hmm. I, I I went into there uh, a lot of familiar faces, but just the environment was super welcoming. Uh, there there were a lot of people that knew of my stuff from WCW from before WCW when I was doing Devin Storm and uh, the Extreme Tag Team with Ace Darling and all these guys kind of knew, and they were all super. F- friendly super accepting uh way back when when i was doing ecw and even wcw and and uh, like indies i i was probably the first guy i i honestly think i probably was the first guy to bring video games on the road which i was <laughs> hazed for endlessly i i was probably the first guy to bring my books to, to study in in a locker room and on the road and and now and way way back then that wasn't a normal or accepted behavior. So that only contributed to my social awkwardness and this whole situation. But I was pursuing physical therapy while I was going to be a pro wrestler when I was pursuing wrestling. So I had to get that done. Uh, So fast forward to this week, it was an environment of guys that loved wrestling as much as I do. Uh, They were excited about wrestling as much as I am. They liked their video games. Some of the guys have gone to school and stuff. So it, it was, they were super, super welcoming. Uh, I, I would say it was an environment that 17 and 18-year-old Chris Ford would have loved to have been in way back then. But it, it was also an environment that 47-year-old Chris Ford loved to walk into. So it was, it was night and day from what I was accustomed to. Coming up through the wrestling ranks, it was really comfortable, it was really, really great. Uh, well, the talent was super respectful, just super nice. They treated you like one of the guys where way back when you would walk into a locker room and it was, you know, hey, what's up? Hey, you know, the, you get the wrestling hand, handshake, but you could tell they're not too thrilled that you're there or like, who the fuck is this guy? total opposite of that just great locker room super welcoming very relaxed so yeah it was really cool it was probably the best new locker room that I ever walked into
0: awesome great stuff uh oh will what do you got oh man so people always talk about like uh
2: this place is like a wrestling town stuff like that and Philly has uh storied history in wrestling in general what are what are some of your favorite things about wrestling in philly and maybe some of your thing your least favorite things about wrestling in philly
1: <laughs> the hot crowd uh there's nothing hotter than a philly crowd when you're into what's going on and aaw is super hot right now uh i'm not just saying that cuz i was there they clearly have a finger on the pulse of what's going on and what wrestling fans want what a lot of wrestling fans want uh and that crowd that came to watch AEW they were excited and they were into it and they were chanting and cheering the entire night and in this day and age that's I mean that's exciting stuff uh with the Philadelphia I I always love as we've spoken about before I love a little bit of hardcore stuff I I like using rails and chairs, and uh, I don't like garbage wrestling. I don't like uh, when WCW had a garbage can just filled with shit, and guys would pull stuff out and whack each other. I I, I like hardcore when uh, a match starts out, perhaps as a wrestling match, and it it degrades, and it gets more intense and serious, and you use objects that naturally occur around ringside, uh, pulling up a mat. Using the guardrail, I I, I love using yep. the guardrail because it's a natural bar- It's a natural part of the set, and it, it just looks, for me, it looks cool to use uh, chairs. The tables way back in in the day, you would have a microphone wire, which now is gone, but you might have a like a video wire or something. Yeah. I, I I like matches like that, and that crowd seems to appreciate stuff like that, and we gave them some of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and speaking of the Philly crowd, I'm gonna um I'm gonna pull back up the, the screen share here for a second. And uh and I, I wanna just I'm gonna try and find the exact <laughs> spot here where uh where you knew that you had all the love from Philly. So so give me give me one second. I'm gonna pull this up right here. And there there's you coming down. You look phenomenal, by the way, brother. You know, 47 oh, you, years young, you, man. man. You're 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 looking incredible.
1: <laughs> would you say
0: I look timeless? That's the I, question. I, I would uh, say that I, you yeah. look timeless, brother. <laughs> 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 oh man, let's, all right. Let's see. Both um, over. Kayla Rossi, that she will. before that? You might be able to find some of his DNA on this ramp.
1: <laughs> Crowbar, by the way, debuted at age 17. We're told. 17. Big back elbow by Joey Janella. kind of telegraphed that swing. <laughs> Beautiful
0: dumb, oh, double, double under here. hook.
1: Oof. Takes him over. Good Threw veteran one. move. Yeah, pro Bar wrestles for every major US pro wrestling company. And now you we got the is. famous Philly championships That's, that's right. That's what I'm looking <laughs> for right there. <laughs> yeah.
0: The 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 Philly crowd got 100% behind you at that point because you had Philly telling you to fuck somebody up and it was Joey, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and that is just that's that's 100% Philadelphia and and even and later in the match they you got a, a Let's thank go
1: bar when I was down. Yeah. yeah. It was Yeah. And, you, and, and cool. you got to thank you too, and I it, think. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. Uh, I think initially I spoke to a few people when the match was done. The initial pop, and it was great. It felt good to be out there. Uh, I I talked to a few people when the match was done, uh, going back to my car. And they said, you know, they hadn't seen me in a long time. They said, we weren't sure if it was you. It's It said crowbar, but you came out with – this black kilt on and you look totally different than WCW. So I do think there was a moment where with people are saying, nah, I don't think it's him. It. Is it him? I'm really yeah. not sure. And, and <laughs> like, I think that moment was definitely there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I was saying, I was saying to Will before we went on the air tonight, I said, you know, he, he didn't get the, he didn't get the the road warrior pop as soon as the music hit, you know, but, but what you got was you got that, that Philly love. And, yeah. and listen,
1: workers knew, don't get Philly love. Once they knew that it was me. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, and, and workers don't always get the Philly love brother. <laughs> There's a lot like of people I that said. can work Philly and, and they don't, they don't get the love. And then yeah. Meanie came out and, you know, Meanie's a Philly guy. Yeah. So, yeah. You know that, and that's, that's obviously awesome. And and you cut this promo um, that aired later in the show um, backstage. It was, it was you and, and, and Meanie together. And, um, and the and the way you phrased it kind of struck me a little bit because you said this was a I I want to thank AEW for my for my one more time, you know something yeah. something along those lines. And I'm sitting there going, one more time, brother, you, you still got this. You, you can still go out there. So so is this really a, a one more time? Did did we get any feelers while you were there well, uh, about maybe coming back or?
1: I saw Sanjay backstage, and he and he produced a segment. He goes, we want to get a a promo what you win a i said that's great uh like i said do you want me character i i have my suit and all that he goes no We want uh like i go is it a shoot he goes yeah i go so do you want crowbar cutting a promo or do you want chris ford he goes what would chris ford say and uh that made it easy Now then i could just be me and uh i'm a real huggy guy i love it you know you see i have my arm around me like give me that's just me i'm a real uh huggy guy so it's it was a great experience. It was a goal to get there uh, as, as I watched throughout the pandemic. Do I think I have a lot more? I I know I got a whole lot more left and I know I could do a whole lot more, but if it, you know, it is pro wrestling, if it ends up being the last shot, then, you know, I'm super grateful that it happened and what a way to go out there. Yeah. Now, like as far as big time wrestling if that's it then that's it that's great i'll I, I i'll still continue to do my independent shows because i just i fucking love wrestling and uh i'll always do them on until it starts not being fun and uh it, it, we'll see what happens but what i was saying in that promo was it was awesome to work with brian it was such a great opportunity a great experience and if that's it damn it that's awesome that you know what i mean that's awesome. uh is there a lot more left? I'm very, I'm very creative. I'm very able bodied. There's many people on that roster. I knew, I, uh, I know I, I do some really cool stuff with, but if it doesn't happen, that's a hell of a way to go out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, So, so you get this call from, from AEW and you go and you do this, this show, which obviously went very, very well for you. Um, you know, when you're, when you're in character, when you, when you are in kayfabe, um, you are all over the spot monkeys, right? But, but what was, what was the energy like, um, for you as someone that loves wrestling, um, getting to be there with, with those guys, those, with all the spot monkeys, with all the, you know, all the high flyers, you know, that's, that's something that you excelled at before it was cool like
1: you're like the hipster you're like the hipster spot guy (laughs) and uh i still love spots my character you know that i was trying to portray is not high on that type of it it you know in this day and age it's hard to strike a nerve everybody is you know every everybody's in the know everybody knows all the behind the scenes stuff or whatever and if you recall way back when i i started getting on the spots i I got on uh effie's uh pump in the corner I got on the uh the deathmatch wrestlers and the garbage wrestlers and all that and I love wrestling all wrestling is great I mean but uh I wanted to find a way to strike a nerve and uh and that was it and i used I used those themes in my matches going forward, uh, I'll point to my match with Ricky Shane page for JCW. It's on YouTube. It's a free show. It's the after-hour show from May, I believe, or June. So, for a year on and off, I'm talking shit about deathmatch wrestling and garbage wrestlers and uh, <laughs> the fans that like them or the ilk and all this other good stuff. So me and Ricky have a match that we we start off wrestling and it gets more serious and we go into more traditional hardcore stuff and chair and guardrails and stuff like that. And at the very end, he pulls out a bunch of light tubes, a big bundle of, it was 10 or 12 light tubes wrapped up. And after a, a year of talking shit about that type of stuff, the finish of the match saw Ricky Shane Page our rsp the baby face at night in front of the gcw crowd definitely love that stuff he power bombs me through 10 or 12 light tubes on top of a guardrail in in the middle of the ring so it's poetic justice it's you know it's me getting my due as a heel so i love that stuff i i love to instigate i love to hit nerves i hope me talking like this doesn't ruin it (laughs) because uh uh so yeah it's it's you find something that the people love and at that time i had no matches during covid i had no matches so i couldn't cut a promo on an individual There's no matches coming up. So instead I had to pick out a style or a genre so that I could cut a promo on something that the people loved. There was no one individual. There was no matches happening. So that became one of the methods I use is trying to cut promos on a style to still get that reaction when there was no matches. And even to this day, if you look at the majority of my promos, there's yet to be one for a match on an individual yet yeah there is yet yeah. to be a match promo by this new version of crowbar yet. And, yeah
2: and yeah it's a, it's incredibly creative to like just i wouldn't like without anything going on i would have never thought to to do something like that it's just that i'll say it again blows my mind
1: one weekend i said that let me see what i could do i got on you know some of the GCW fans and Effie doing that with that corner hump spot, and they 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 got on I me mean, rapidly, and so and a lot of the responses on that spot was, "Who are you, Boomer? Who who are you, Boomer? Are you? So the very first promo was, "Who are you, Boomer?" And yeah. I, I, I'll have some fun and I'll play around, wine glass, yada yada, and that <laughs> character was actually. Uh, r- Remind me to go back to that. Uh, but I do, who are you, Boomer? Cody comments on it. So the fact that he comments on it throws the views up to like 15, 16,000. And at that time, I really hadn't been on Twitter at all. I, I had probably 400 f- followers just because I really didn't participate in that. Yeah. Uh, so then I, I take that and I said, let me try it again. So the success of it was based on Cody's response to getting eyeballs on a promo. So Cody in inadvertently created this. <laughs> you probably didn't <laughs> even know it uh, with that one response too. So thank you very much, Cody. Thank you for having me last week, but thank you for encouraging this journey. And uh, from that point on, I just started uh, learning my editing skills. Uh, Robert Frank, uh, I'm a huge fan of his stuff. He does the gym promos on, Twitter and Facebook screaming about the gym and going to the gym lifting and then going to the club Jersey guy. He gave me a crash course in editing and how to do this. Uh, There's a lot of cool guys. You know, the GoPro guys are fantastic and they shot a lot of my stuff prior. Uh, You know, the stuff you see in the vignettes of, of like the castle and the study and all that type of stuff. They filmed all that great guys. Uh, always available if I need them, but just my personality—I don't like to put people out. So I, I, I wanted to empower myself to be able to do these on a whim. If I came up with something and I wanted to shoot this thing at three in the morning because I have a great idea and my ADD brain is going up, <laughs> my ADD, ADHD is oh, okay. You got to do this. Got to do this. And I wake up and. I jot down ideas and I could just go and do it. So, uh, and now I'm lost again, AD, uh, ADD. So <laughs> who are you, Boomer? That hits. And then we go on to this and and it became just very, uh, it gave me an outlet that was totally taken away from me. Couldn't wrestle, had, had fun with it. I uh, tried to keep my finger on the pulse of what fans liked and, you know, was working full time with a family. So I, honestly, I, I, I would go on the toilet <laughs> and I would, as I'm sitting yeah. there, kind of see what's going on and see what's hot and what's not. And, you know, try yeah. to efficiently use my time. Yeah. And <laughs> here and there I would find inspiration for, uh, you know, these bits, you know, there was one, there was the, when Matt got hurt and all the fans got on, AEW I go wow that's hypocritical one of my favorite early promos was hypocrites about Matt Hart already getting hurt Mm -hmm. uh I jumped on on the cameo thing in a fashion that would just piss people off you know for the Mm -hmm. hell of it the old uh the the older promos uh but yeah it it was the challenge was finding material because traditionally you do a wrestling promo it's about a match or an opponent or something like that. And that was non existent. So it had to be a commentary, almost like a state of the union of pro wrestling. So now I referred to all those as memorandums because that's what they were.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Raf Amy, coming to you. Other
1: So, going back to backstage, was there anybody that you had met before that caught your eye backstage, like a younger talent or just someone who really impressed you? Uh, First, it was great seeing Chris Daniels. I go way back with Chris. It was awesome to see him. Uh, Eddie Kingston, it was great seeing him back from the indies here and stuff. I hadn't seen him in a long, long time. I don't want to leave anyone out because everybody is so cool. There's so many guys that. at this stage of my career, I could still do a lot of the hot spots I did years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Not all, but a lot of them. But I know how to base for a lot of them. I'm I, I like being psychosis now, being the guy that makes the smaller guys shine. I I love Fuego. I love Sammy Style, uh, Dante Martin, guys like that. I I love basing for guys. That I love working with. Joey getting to work with him for a huge company like that after we worked years ago uh in 2014 was awesome you know there's so many guys on that roster I would love to work with if you get into the guys that do more of the hardcore stuff John Moxley you know I will I likely work a guy like him no but I think I could do some great stuff uh I'm uh, Darby Allen I would love to base for him and have a great you there's virtually nobody on that roster that I wouldn't like to work with if given the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Excellent. And that's, you know, and I, and I said this to you, um, I said this to you privately via text message before. And I, I said, you know, a lot of these young guys are being told, go watch what Crowbar's doing because he, he managed to make himself, um, What's the word I'm looking for? He managed to make himself be be in the spotlight in some way on on social media during the pandemic when a lot of you guys were just out here floundering, you know, and not taking advantage of the fact that there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people sitting at home, millions of people sitting at home, um, and just scrolling through their phones constantly. And mm-hmm. um, and your delivery has has grown so much over the course of it, you know, because, yeah, because you yeah. watch
1: your early ones it's mm-hmm. now and it's night and day it's nuts like, okay. like i go back to their earlier ones which got great reviews from people and I, i'm like oh wow that was terrible yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know and and I, and I remember way back when before you were on the first time when um you know you you messaged me on twitter and you're like hey what do you, what do you think of this and i was like yeah. i was taken aback. like wait what <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah you're asking like, you, me for advice <laughs> exactly you know um but but man like your stuff and and the funny thing is is that like for instance i have a my uh my youngest son's godparents and their kids come over every friday night for dinner right and he's a he's a wrestling fan from the 90s right um and only recently has he started watching stuff again so he'll watch AEW occasionally and he'll watch raw occasionally um he suffers through it the whole three hours when he watches it i don't know how how he does it uh for him but um but the uh you know i i would show him some stuff like that might be coming up or someone i might be having on the show and the first time i showed him or the first time i mentioned crowbar he's like you know i just I can't, I don't remember that name. Was that, you know, what, what where did he work? I said, well, he, you know, he's a WCW tag team champion with, with David Flair. He's like, Rick Flair's son. I'm like, yeah. He goes, why don't I remember this? And I said, did you watch WCW in the late nineties? Like, no, I watched WWF. I'm like, that's why. <laughs> right? And so, and so, but I pulled up, I pulled up your promos. I'm like, this is what he's doing now. And he's like, dude, he should be teaching theater masterclasses.
1: This is fantastic,
0: you know? And he's, and he's a music and arts teacher like I am. So, so he, you know, he gets it, he understands. And, um, and he said, man, like, you can see that he cares about his delivery. And, and for me there's no greater when, when someone is as as good of a performer as he is. And I, and I don't want to, I won't drop his name on the show because he's got a wife and kids and a job (laughs) and, uh, and uh, so I won't, I won't drop his name, but, but he, when you're as good a performer as he is um, on the musical stage and from a singing standpoint, and and you teach performance to, to people on a regular basis, that's the the biggest compliment that someone can pay awesome. is that, yeah. you know, is that, is that the performance is, is at such a high level. And, um, and I said, you know, now having watched this, would you go watch something he's in? He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, So I'm like, well, why don't you? He's like, well. I don't know where to find it. So that led me down a whole new rabbit hole, teaching, teaching him how to go back and be a, a you know, a 21st awesome. century wrestling fan, you know, but, yeah. but, but you, but what you bring and and what I don't think um, a lot of younger wrestling fans understand just yet, and they will, as time goes on with you, um, you bring the, the boomer generation of wrestling fan you know, that grew up with Hulk and the NWO and DX, that you know, they're always yelling at us you know, they they yell at me. They don't yell at Will and Amy because they're young, but they I'm they the yell one at yelling me. at Ted usually. Okay. You know. He call, <laughs> Will calls me a boomer. So you know, but uh but you bring that generation because of your delivery and your passion for what you do, you bring that generation and the the young generation together because you you've always blended that mold you know, with your performance in the ring and now you. your performance on the mic. Um, it's just, it's awesome to see. And I'm glad to see that you're uh, you're getting some
1: reward for that, brother. I'm really happy. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. yeah man. Um, OG, what do you, what do you got, brother?
2: I think he's answered all my questions. I keep, yeah. I keep coming up with stuff in my head and then he just answers. <laughs>
1: me when <he's> talking. You're <laughs> he's fired, Will. fired. Will, you're I was fired. Well, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, I, mean, I <laughs> was gonna, My I question
2: going. was going to be who like, if you get the call again, who would you want to work with on the roster? But what do we said? Everybody. (laughs)
1: Honestly, so let's be realistic. Uh, And, you know, I'm not going to shoot for the stars there. I, I even said in a, a text message, I go, if you ever need a spot, I go, I would love, love. And and this was going back to in uh, July or August. I'd love to, I freaking love Fuego. Oh, I love Fuego. <laughs> I love his stuff. I I love basing for luchadors and doing that kind of a match. So I mean, it, if I, I mean, I, I I would love to work with Fuego. Make him look friggin' great and uh, do some wild stuff too. You know, you know, there's yeah. uh, you know, I'd I love to work with you know anybody there. I I mean, I'll I'll, I'll say you know I. Probably not going to happen. I I I would love to work with Sting. Do a great, you know, find a way to make the match look good, protect him, make him look awesome, keep him safe, and make the fans believe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean. You got a star like that that's a little older in years. You want to take care of that commodity. That that guy's a commodity. You know what I mean? And you want to protect him and. Help make him look great and keep him safe. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, one of the things that we, as fans of of uh, the professional wrestling industry, and as people that that are kind of involved, right? Like Amy's Amy referees every freaking weekend for CCW. She's yeah. fantastic. Um, and, and you know, I've I've done my my little bit of commentating over over the last couple of years. Um, and Will's been a roadie. Um, Will, Will and I were roadies in Nashville for, for CCW a couple of months ago. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that we kind of speculate about is where we see the, the wrestling industry going in the next couple of years, right? And you were there during the monday night wars you were there um at the peak of it really and and when when things kind of came to a head right before i mean you left wcw right before wwf bought it right um yes into that, yep. that last second so um you know we're seeing a lot of the same kind of trends um kind of going back and forth with aew and and wwe at this point Um, WWE kind of feeling a a little outdated and a little repetitive, kind of like it did in the, in the early mid nineties, um, W, you know, AEW kind of filling that void of WCW and not being afraid to be vocal about it. Um, you know, right before we came on air, uh, Amy said something along the lines of, you know, Tony Khan's been been talking a lot about, about WWE and about, you know, and it reminds me of Eric Bischoff, you know, in the nineties uh what was the atmosphere like backstage at a e w uh did it feel like w c w in the nineties did it feel like they they feel like they're gonna take over and uh and if so, do you think that that they'll be more successful than w c w
1: uh first of all backstage you could feel the excitement people were excited to to be there they were proud to be there they uh it was definitely a family—the way they interacted. Uh, all the guys kind of commingled together. They stayed together like a family. Uh, like there was definitely uh, momentum and excitement there. Uh, I do I say? So, just this whole picture. I enjoyed watching AW f- from the get-go, and it's—I'm not just saying that because I just worked for them. I'm a wrestling fan first and foremost, again, way back when, not a fashionable thing to profess when you're in the industry. I'm the biggest fan going. And uh, it was exciting to see something new, even at, before I even watched it before the first show, this is something new. I'm interested. Let me see what's going on here. Cause for years, all we had was WWE and, and uh, you know, I admittedly, when I would watch WWE over the past five, six, seven years, I'd watch it here or there. It really didn't mm-hmm. capture me, and it's not a knock. Uh, I liked. I, I would watch stuff that I gravitated for, and that would be I liked WCW, WWE, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. The, the early, the early Attitude Era, and WCW, and like that mid to late 90s. Uh, like I like the style and, and all that type of stuff. Uh, what I see going on there is if AAW pops up and it's a new product and it's fun to watch it evolve, especially at at, at the beginning. Every, there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's never going to last. It's not going to work. They're doing this wrong. They're doing that wrong. They're doing this right. There. So there was always... I always pull for the underdog. I'm an underdog. Most people do, so that yeah. made it exciting to watch. It's like it's it was like when your team got a wild card spot in the playoffs. You know, uh, the odds are against them, but you want to watch it and see. And they win the first week, and they win the second week, and and yeah. uh, but before you know it, they're in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And I see that's where it's going right now. I think they have incredible momentum the fans are behind it they've captured an audience i feel like it's uh they have the excitement and momentum that ecw had when mm. ecw is going strong, but with of course a lot more finances and the ability to acquire talent the ability to talk shit you know uh i i saw online tonight 20 said something if you want to give a half hour for free uh I could I could do that too, uh, 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 something to the effect of let's see who runs out of money first or something like that. I, I got more money, and that's ballsy, and that's going to get uh, that's going to get publicity, and it's more and and it's freaking cool as hell because it's true. And I'm not knocking WWE, but watching it as a fan, taking myself out of the role of a professional wrestler, watching this as a fan, I'm like wow, this is some intense shit going on, and yeah. mm-hmm. I really want to see what happens. You know what I mean? And it's real. You know yeah. it's real. Uh, so it's – and I'm off. I lost where I'm going. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: ADD yeah, rambling. i, know. I'm, I, ADD I know the rambling, feeling, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, No, brother, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. You're giving us so much tonight, and it's fantastic. Uh, the, the You know, we were, we were uh, hoping to kind of hear about, do you think that AEW will be – as successful as WCW was more successful than WCW was in their rise against what is being called by a lot of internet wrestling fans, uh, an outdated product by the WWE.
1: I think they're going to beat them. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've seen some interviews that Tony Khan has done. I think he's done his homework. He's a the game. I, I think If I uh, like, I think they will beat them, and when they do, I think he may be able to avoid a lot of the the pitfalls that you know really hurt WCW once they were on top. Hmm. You learn from the past,
2: and that that guy's a wrestling encyclopedia to begin with.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: If if you could capture everything that made WCW win and avoid all the pitfalls, which led to its demise, one would think you have a winning combination. And you have a company with, with the funding behind it. And you, you also do not have the whole AOL time warner thing. Tony Khan answers to Tony Khan. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. WCW uh went out because it 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 was losing money, but it wasn't just Ted Turner's baby. It was part of a giant conglomeration where other individuals, other entities had in had input on it. And they said, no more. This is totally different. This is and that's what people don't realize is that that it's a one-man company. One guy has the finances and he could do what he wants. And that's a lot of power right there. So I I think sooner or later they're going to win because it, you know, there's not, I believe he knows how to avoid the pitfalls that brought WCW down. I believe he studied what made WCW great. And if you hit some rough spots here or there or some bumps in the road, he doesn't have the same entities to answer to to pull the plug on. And that's my belief.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the, the pitfalls of WCW, um, which was also a huge part of its success. Um W not given
1: crowbar the title that was the biggest that, pitfall that was it that was it Absolutely uh, not delusional i do not think that i thinks he should have had the wcw title
0: oh that's that's I mean, our clickbait for reddit right now brother yeah, <laughs> yeah. not WC- for nothing. everybody so should have the WC- WC- so. So. Crowbar, crowbar, this, claims, this, crowbar claims he, he should have won the yeah. wcw championship that's that's the clickbait <laughs> amy you're on it
1: can you believe this jobber said blah blah I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um well, you know there's know. some I'm... dude there's some dude in in the basins gonna hear that and he's gonna lose his shit. <laughs> His name Him is Cuz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cuz. Cuz is a, is a former uh, guest host that would come on the show occasionally with us. And he's legitimately my cousin. But, but he, uh, he, always, he always reads too much into, into that stuff.
1: There's satire and there's good and fun and there's sarcasm. Yes. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Uh, one of the, oh, one of the things that made WCW super, uh, super successful was that if it managed to bring in the right big names at the right time? One of the things that um, was a pitfall for WCW was that they kept some of those names around too long um, and that they uh, ultimately ended up paying some of those names too much. And we don't know too much about the deals for some of these names that AEW has been picking up, but they've been certainly picking up a lot of marquee names in the last six months, um, especially provided all the releases from the WWE, uh, you know, rumors running rampant that they're in the market for Braun Strowman and for Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, uh, that, that Buddy Murphy is, is kind of undercover signed for AEW that AEW is denying that he's there, but he's already signed. And, you know, um, (laughs) Which is you know one of the best things about nineties wrestling for me was you never knew who was going to show up where you know mm-hmm. yeah. um you know uh, happened multiple times right but uh one of that that's something that concerns me with with the rate at which a e w is currently signing some of these big names right now um you were you were in that w c w locker room uh did did any of the younger guys and, and well i should i should clarify and say it's been well reported that the younger guys in WCW often felt like they were getting rubbed the wrong way because guys were coming in and taking their spots. Uh, Was there any, you know, was there any kind of uh, feeling like that when you were, when you were at the show last week?
1: I love discussing this whole topic. So let's start back with WCW. Uh, They had Hogan Flair. They acquired a lot of big name talent. And as a fan, I I would watch Nitro when it was an hour, then it became two hours, and it became three hours. And no matter what you liked in wrestling, you got to see it. If you liked the luchadors, you got to see the luchadors. If you liked the cruiserweights, you got to see the cruiserweights. Uh they had some independent guys on there once in a while, you know, that were used halfway decently, but they would it would ultimately do The job, but you would see guys that you would see on the independence, and then at the top of the card, you had your Ric Flairs, your Hulk Hogan's, your you know, uh, like you guys like that. And then as the show progressed, they would start mixing like that middle and upper tier a little bit, and it was exciting. Uh, I thought it was it made it exciting as a fan. Uh, they were selling a lot of merchandise they were making money and that and they were going strong for a while as a business owner i own a business i i have a physical therapy facility so i i have some business sense too i think uh when i looked at it you know you also had you know which everybody knows you had they had acquired some great cruiserweight-esque talent from uh ecw you really had the public enemy chris Jericho. Eddie Guerrero, Malenko. Uh, unfortunately, though, those guys that they had on top had deals that gave a lot of creative control. And if you go back in time, you look how that next level of stars coming up were kind of suppressed. You know, there was that the glass ceiling was real, and you know those guys protected their spots. And you know, you know that's just. The way it was back then, but I believe that that's all, that's ultimately what cost the that was one of the biggest downfalls when you had you had guys in positions where they had so much control that they could they could control or prevent talent from being elevated and in order for a company to grow and to move forward you need to elevate these new stars and you know and i I feel that's what Prevented it. Uh, if you look at the talent that AEW is signing, you know, uh, you have CM Punk, you have Brian Danielson, uh, potentially Bray Wyatt, uh, and guys like that, uh, the Buddy Murphys. If you go back to WCW again for just a second, Hulk Hogan, Hall Nash, guys that were veterans could still go, a little bit, you know, they could still work hard, but they were, you know, they were, they were veteran, veteran guys. You know what I mean? CM Punk, you know, but these guys can still go. They got a lot of gas in, in, in the tank. They could still put on a modernly acceptable product. I use that term a lot, modernly acceptable. My goal as a pro wrestler is I always try to bring some of that old school feel, that traditional feel, but the goal is to always produce a modernly acceptable match. And if I can't do a modernly acceptable match to a modern audience, I'm just going to stop doing it. So AEW is acquiring a lot of guys, but I also believe that they are guys that are fans of wrestling. They know how wrestling works and they've also seen the pitfalls of WCW or they were victims of the pitfalls of WCW on some level. So you have a whole locker room of guys that are either aware of the pitfalls and the mistakes of the past, or they were directly a part of it in some way, shape, or form. Chris Jericho, look at that. You know, yeah. He was in, in WCW. He hit that wall, and he, and he knew to get out. Perfect example. Uh, so you have a locker room, I, I think, loaded with guys that get it. Uh, they're, they're students of the game, not just – of the in-ring, but they know how stuff worked behind the scenes. They know what happened that stopped this company, and they want to do better. And the talent that they're acquiring still has a lot of years in the tank. So it's 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 similar, but it's very different. I I I think in spite of uh, all the talent being brought in, you know, also too, you have a Monday night YouTube show. You have a Tuesday night YouTube show. Way back when there was no well, there was an internet, but it wasn't like YouTube. It is I watch more YouTube in my home than TV. YouTube is a That's TV the same channel. Way. That's what it is. is. <laughs> so people say, oh, it's a YouTube show. Bullshit. There are people that watch more YouTube than they do regular TV. So they, they have a strong four shows. There's a strong four shows right there. And that makes a lot of room.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I have to imagine that Dark and Elevation are getting more views than WCW Worldwide, <laughs> you know, what I ever, ever did. I would think so. Morning, yeah, you know, um, for sure. Old Old Channel Forty Eight. I I remember. <laughs> I remember. You kids over there on the left side of my screen don't remember, but I remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, it's uh, yeah, they're gonna win. That's that's awesome. I, I I'm excited for that because I think that when that happens, that will force all the parties involved to step up their game even more. And, and yeah. competition is always great.
1: And right now it's been talent going one way. Everybody's going to AW from WW. Eventually, they're going to have to let somebody go. It's going to happen, and they're going to go back. And as a fan, one of the coolest things on the Monday Night Wars was seeing who was going to show up yep. where. yeah. yeah and it and it benefited both sides
0: yeah
2: and for for the longest time it was always all right who's gonna who's going to wwe next and mm-hmm. now when somebody's a free agent it's like all right where are they going yeah mm-hmm.
0: yep yeah it's not a foregone conclusion anymore yeah yeah for sure for and sure.
1: i'll go a step further there's also these other groups you have the nwa you have mmlw you have ring of honor you have a lot of the impact the independent groups you have impact you have uh, independent groups that have this online, you know, this whole online dynamic is something that wasn't there during the Monday night work. So you you, you can be a fringe wrestling fan and have a certain genre you like, and you could find it out there and watch it. So there's a lot of work out there. And if you're a wrestling fan, there's a lot of content you have right at your fingertips. For sure. and
0: 100%.
1: And again, a, a cool dynamic. As a fan, you'll see Impact people on AEW, and vice versa. You'll see yep. NWA people. In, but as a fan, that's a freaking cool dynamic.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool it. One. Always cool. makes it special when somebody from <laughs> another company is acknowledged from being from another company, and they show up yep. on that main show. Yeah, and, hey, and the Forbidden Door. Yeah. And it benefits everyone involved, in my opinion, which means nothing. <laughs> I'm just the biggest fan on the planet.
0: Oh man, we're we're a kindred you're, spirits too, my friend. I was going to say you're
1: among like-minded wrestling,
0: people. Wrestling, wrestling, and Star Wars, brother. Wrestling and Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> well, uh, my friends, you can you can follow Crowbar at uh, at w at w c w Crowbar on Twitter uh crowbar what's your what's your instagram because i know you were trying to push the
1: instagram back out there too i jumped on it and i i i have no time to do it yet so, so just do the twitter <laughs> Fair I, enough. I i just like i tell everybody friggin' love wrestling i i have a business i try to be the most present dad that i can i love my kids i love my family so it's prior to really doing this twitter thing all i was on was Facebook, 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 and it was mostly high school friends, friends from town, pushing my business because it's it's in my local town. Uh, That break with Ring of Honor came right before COVID hit, and you know they said, you know they they would tell me, you know you should really get on, on, on the Twitter. A lot of wrestling happens on Twitter, so that got me going on there, and even that took forever for for me to get going. So. I signed up on Instagram. I think I made one post and I just haven't been on. So eventually maybe there. I'll find somebody to manage that account for me or something. <laughs> I got to find somebody cuz I Amy, just Amy's go, for Amy. hire. Amy's for hire. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Amy manages all my stuff now. I haven't I haven't managed much in 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 about 2 months, 3 months, maybe more. The, the reason right. we're getting all the views that we get
1: here. Anyway. That's right. She's fantastic. She's I got fantastic. on a Twitter. I learned all all the buttons and and now I <laughs> I jumped on Instagram for a day, and I had no idea what the bu- – it was, it was a mess.
0: You and me both, uh, man. You I don't me use both.
1: Instagram either.
0: So. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends. Uh, make sure you go follow Twitter. On, uh, follow Twitter. Follow Crowbar on Twitter, <laughs> at WCW
1: Crowbar. Uh, follow and Twitter, too. There's Whatever. actually merch now. I actually got my own – I actually opened up a pro wrestling tea store, cool. believe it or not. First merch I've ever had in my career ever ever ever
0: um, well i, I will tell you send me the one. link <laughs> that is yeah we we are going to uh, we're going to put the link in the description for this video amy's going to remind me to do that
1: so that i don't forget and uh, and we'll- and, wait, and i've also signed up for the pwt's messaging service when you get my message it will be in true crowbar fashion it will be black and white there'll be a background there'll be subtitles there'll be that music you love so much and I'll be a complete douche. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. That's what we're looking for. So, friends, go buy some merch from Crowbar. Go buy some merch from us, too, at Watermaneuver.net, And uh, make sure you go donate. But buy my
1: March first. Right, right, Bar's merch. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going you go believe that he was on their show <laughs> and he said to buy his merch. I don't believe and he said he should have the title at WCW. <laughs> this guy's terrible. That's what's uh, gonna happen now. Why? that that's gonna happen. Why? Well,
0: yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna spin that
1: narrative. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> There's some guy, some guy's gonna see it and blow a gasket in his basement and start throwing <laughs> stuff through the sheetrock and stuff. Oh, man. Can it's you an believe answer. he said this? He's 47, and he <laughs> said buy his merch first, and he should have had the title. That's going to oh, happen. Watch. Yep.
0: yep. It's That's going to happen. It's now a thing. When it happens, I want you to text me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My friends, next week on the show, we have our good friend. He is uh, Grandpa Joe, uh, Jolton Joe from Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio, which uh, retired right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. He's going to be on with us for shits and giggles. We, we, you know I, I was texting back and forth with Joe, and I said, Joe, we miss you, buddy. We need you to come back and have some fun and, uh, and talk with us a little bit here on Rewind. And so we're going to have a special episode of Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network uh, next week. So make sure that you check us out, and make sure you go and like, comment, share, subscribe on YouTube, uh, so you get to check out the the reunion with Joe and I. And hopefully Nellio, hopefully Nellio will be there, uh, and and I know Rough Amy will be there, and hopefully Angela will be back, and she will be feeling better at that point in time. Uh, OG, I know you'll be out of town, so you'll you'll miss uh, you'll miss Grandpa Joe, but I will send him yeah. your love. I'll make sure to tell him that, uh, that you said you're going to send him that money any minute now, all right? <laughs> My friends, please join us next week for Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio. All right, my friends, it's been uh it's been a pleasure chatting with our good friend Crowbar. Uh, please remember to go and donate to Bryce. Uh, the GoFundMe link is in our link tree. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Remember to follow us across all social media platforms at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E, W I N D, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And my friends, we will catch you next time here on the Rewind Wrestling. You guys are radio awesome. Show. Thank you. Thank you, Crowbar. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That that was fun.